You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's the weekend edition, baby. It's Woo. summertime. Woo, we're hanging out by the pool, maybe down by the beach there a little bit, maybe get some funnel cake. Over on the boardwalk, I do love the funnel cake. You like the funnel cake, Meanie, or what? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. The weekend edition, baby. Like, I don't trust people who don't like funnel cake. Who doesn't like funnel cake? Ah, there's people. They're like, yeah, I don't like it. It's too easy. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Go home. You don't like funnel cake. Some people are like, I can't eat the funnel right cake because I can't eat carbs. Well, you know what? We're all going to be dead someday, and I'm <laughs> going to have enjoyed the funnel cake, and you'll, be, you'll look great as a corpse, and I, I'll have eaten the funnel cake. And I'll be in a much better mood for it. And you'll be in a better mood because we're going to win you some money here. That's right. DFS. That's right. So, Chris, are you ready to get at it for the Saturday slate, my friend? I'm just picturing your tombstone that said, I enjoy Final Cake. cake. Well, that's my, (laughs) hey, my whole thing on life. And I I work out. I work out. I'm I'm an athletic guy. I can hit a baseball 400 feet. I can hit a golf ball 300 yards. I I like to think of myself as a a pretty good athlete. But I am not a slender man. I am, I call myself Fit Fat. That's what I am. I go. got a little bit of a belly, not too much, but just enough because, uh, like I said, my theory on life is eat the cookie. Big eat bones. the cookie because someday Big we're all going to be dead, Chris. That's, that's right. Just... I, I eat the cookie. Hard, yeah. hard facts. We're all going to be dead. Eat the cookie. Eat the cookie. Yeah. Play a little DFS. Life Enjoy is short. Life. Have that's some right. fun. All right. Yeah. So let's do it. Uh, now, when we get to these games uh, on Saturday, the early and the late, very different approach. Okay. I've done this lineup uh, right up already for the weekend. I always do the weekend primer now at TQE over where Chris is as well. But we want to remind everybody here, LineStar app, make sure you are downloading the LineStar app and using it. Plus, football's coming soon because you want to get familiar with the tools and everything that's on the site before football season rolls around. You don't want to just be on there and just like running around going, oh, how does the site work? No, you want to make sure you get it. And it is so user-friendly. I was talking about an FSGA conference with somebody because they said, oh, what's tell me more about LineStar. And I said, it is by far the most user-friendly site for dfs like information for players and, and optimizers that i've ever seen and i've seen a lot of them in this business and i'm sure you have too many but yeah to me line star just it's far and away the best one it really is and not because they pay us but it's nice that they do <laughs> it is that's that's an added bonus uh, i don't want to tell them i'd work for free for them but you're right <laughs> don't you say that how will they afford the funnel cake if you say that oh baby uh no you know what it really is and i sometimes get lost on the line star app and because of all the tools and all the all the statistics it's just it's amazing and even if you're just a baseball fan and you just want to dive into it for your season long leagues it's it's really cool um you know just the splits that they have the sample size that they have the hot and cold streaks the the price difference of players it's everything that you could imagine the weather tools the lineup tools everything that you can imagine and more it's right there easy access color coordinated which i just love uh, i just like to look at a guy like for, for example miguel cabrera 
I'm looking at his page right now and it just shows the last like few games, what his price has been, what like has he returned value, how many points he's gotten on both sites, like DraftKings, FanDuel, um, you know, his average and you know what, what he does against lefties, what he's doing against righties lately. And it's just a sample size, like 150 games. It's a huge sample, right? It's it's nice. Yeah. It's dating back to a little bit of last season too. So it's yeah, there's a lot to offer, and I mean you need to jump on board. What it's you, you're missing out. It streamlines the process. You got the podcast, you get us. And I can't wait. I do. I'm chomping at the bit for at the bit for football. And this is our last weekend of baseball uh, before the All Star break. Now we'll continue to be doing baseball, obviously, but uh, this is kind of a big demarcation in the season as well. So let's get after it. Now the theme this weekend is Tampa. Okay, it was the theme yesterday with McKay, uh, and it's going to be the theme today because although when you look at the early games, you have uh, Mr. Scherzer on there who is going to be you know chalky chalk chalk, which is fine, which is good. It's going against Kansas City. I'm sure he's going to be great. He's at home. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Is he wearing the Expos jersey? He's on wearing the Expos jersey. Oh on my Saturday. god! I'm oh my be tuning god! In live to that for that's sure. That's going to be worth. That's going to be worth seeing today. It's yeah. going to be worth seeing Max Scherzer in there. But outside of that, there's two other guys I want to talk about. The first I want to talk about is Blake Snell at home against Sabathia. Now I know Snell has not been good lately. However, if you look into the deeper dive into his his deep stats they are very close to what they were last year, which means that that little bump he got last week when he's like, okay, maybe he's back on track. I say he is. I say that he's had a lot of bad luck, a lot of bad circumstances and whatnot. And I think this is a perfect opportunity in a tournament to go play Blake Snell on a day where Scherzer's out there too. There's not a lot of options except one other guy we'll get to in a second. But I think at home against Abathia, the lefty against the Yankees lineup, I, I really like Snell today. And I think it's one that people will be afraid of with, understandable reasoning but you know sometimes you got to take advantage of that fear and make it an opportunity what do you think about Blake Snell in this one yeah I think you nailed it I mean you're a tournament player this is your tournament arm it's you you want a guy with low ownership it's it's Blake Snell and and people are people are cautious of him for sure so you're right they're probably going to get him at a with a low ownership and you know a lot of his numbers are very very similar he's striking out more guys actually and he's walking fewer if you're just looking at those. So last year, he was a little bit lucky with an 88% strand rate. That's why we saw a 1.89 ERA and a 3.16 XFIP. And this year, he's getting a little unlucky with a 66% strand rate. That's why you see a 4.87 ERA and a 3.01 XFIP. So that's me. Yeah. I'm looking at the yeah, XFIP, and I'm seeing a guy who has really been good. is just getting unlucky right now. And he's got look, tw- the last one, last matchup, six innings, 12 strikeouts. I think you go there. I don't even know if that was enough to bring people back. It might be some, but then they'll say, oh, the Yankees. But you know what? I think you yeah, can they're not going to go there. Yeah. yeah. Did you and see I, a start think... earlier in the year against the Yankees? 12K? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 12K through yeah. five, right? Let's go. I mean, that's Let's the kind of potential this. that he has. Let's do it. And the Scherzer ownership is going to be through the roof because there's not a lot of options. I know right. you've yeah. had some love for Jesse Chavez, but I don't have any for no, him today. No, I don't have any for him today either. No. But the other guy, to me, the only other pivot is uh, the Beebs. So Shane Bieber, for me, is the only other guy. Last outing, eight innings, 11 strikeouts for him. That's the way I go if I'm fading Scherzer. And I can understand not wanting to fade Scherzer, especially in that sexy, sexy Montreal Expos uniform. Who would want to do that? (laughs) But Bieber in the National League Park against the Reds. Yeah, I know it's Cincinnati, but you know what? I I still think that right-handed, especially now that Scooter's out of the lineup again, the lefty bat's another gone. I I like Bieber. I like Snell. I'll even pay up to pair both of them together. I'm fine with that because I think you could really find some opportunities with the offense here today too. If you want to get outside of the box a little bit and, and go to, you know, cause I think the, the Toronto game with Kashner and, and Clayton Richard, 
that's going to give you some offense. It's low cost. You got Adrian yes. Hauser, who's probably not going to pitch too long in that game coming out of the bullpen. Um, they're trying to put him in there for, for Nelson, him and Trevor Williams. I mean, you know, Williams is an okay pitcher, not a good fantasy pitcher. So there's opportunity there. So really, I think this day slate is about getting the pitching right. And I think you go up to Snell. I think you go up to Bieber. If you want to pair them together, fine. If you want to pick one of the two, either way, I don't think you can go wrong, but I'm fading Scherzer, which is not something I like to do, but I am today. No, but it's the right call. I mean, on a slate like this, and there's like just two studs, three studs, really. I, I think Bieber is a stud. Um, I think he's an ace. I think he's he's phenomenal. So I think both of those guys like Snell and Bieber, you can get, you know, about 20 strikeouts between the two of them. And, and you're just going to get that low ownership for Snell. And that's why I like him. I have no problem with Scherzer and Cash. You want to go that way if you want. You, sure. You, I mean, that's he's probably the cash pitcher. But how many times have we seen before that chalky, most expensive pitcher, like the Chris Sale or the Garrett Cole, just have that dud game right, for you, have, like, and the, then you're screwed? Uh, if they go like seven innings, five strikeouts or something, it just happens, you know, and all you're of a sudden screwed. it's like, oh, yeah, it's you're, 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 you're yeah. already behind the eight ball. So you're right. You go to Toronto, you get some cheap offense there in Baltimore and Toronto. The entire Jays lineup is extremely cheap, especially on the FanDuel side. So you could go with Snell, Jays, or you can go Bieber and Jays and get in some Orioles. They're all very cheap. We are, we know about Castro and the fly ball, right? Roger Center, the roof's going to be open. The ball's going to be flying. Uh, both sides. So I, I think that's the way to go. I like it. It's a, it's a good call. I even thought maybe Rick Porcello is like a little cheap tournament and there's no chance. I can't even do it. Even, you know, against his former team in Detroit, he's just, he's too much yeah. of a gas can this year. No, wow. He's bad. Myself, I don't trust. I never have trust no. that guy. He, that guy's got a Cy Young award. I know. Right. I know. Right? Yeah. God, I'm looking right Ooh. now at his, you know, just at the game log and, you know, his days in Detroit and how he really excelled when he went to Boston and he had yeah, that. Yeah, he used to strike out five guys per nine. Oh, my five God. Guys. Oh, I mean, that was the worst. I mean, he, he, I guess he won. Yeah, it was a 2016. He had 223 innings and really didn't strike out a lot of guys, but won a ton of ball games for the Red Sox. I mean, he got the offense. Ah, uh, the almighty win. Now, things get more yes. complex when we get into the 7 o'clock section. Because you got Heaney against Garrett Cole. That's the Angels in Houston. You got Lester and Giolito in the Battle of Chicago. And then you got Jake Arrieta and Noah Syndergaard in New York. Now, here's my take on it. I want to get yours. There's definitely oppo love for Andrew Heaney in this one. And and I'm just putting it out there. There's certainly a case to be made for Lester, but I'm not going to make it. Then you got Syndergaard, who just came off that start, uh, first start off the IL. I actually think the best way to play this is Giolito. Is he going to be a little bit cheaper than Cole? And I think he'll still be good enough against the Cubs personally. And I, then I would say Cindergard is my 7 p.m. tournament arm if you're trying to like work him into the later slate before we add these other pitchers in. But those three games just stand alone are a little – they're tough because you got the very highest of the board. You could just play it safe with Garrett Cole. But, you know, the Angels have been pretty good lately, you know, especially yeah. amidst the the – the horrible tragedy with Skaggs and everything. I mean, and even losing Listella. I don't know. I mean, how do you see this? Do you think it's just easier to just go with Garrett Cole and just not overthink it? Or am I, you know, maybe being one of those people who overthinks it? Yeah, I th- I'm not. I'm okay, not. In, you I'm, could take me to task. We're friends. You no, know, for sure. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah, I'm not really feeling Garrett Cole. I'm not, I'm not really feeling him. You know, I was talking about Verlander and just the track record he's had, you know, with the strikeouts. But with Garrett Cole... I mean, yeah, the Angels don't strike out a ton, and they've been good they against don't. righties. And I'm they actually going to have some exposure to Andrew Haney, and maybe it's for you know different reasons. You know, Tyler Skaggs was his best friend. He's going to um, he's going to have Skaggs with him here on the mound. I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to go that way. I know it may sound a little weird to, to even say that, but he's he's at least been 
dominant in terms of getting strikeouts, you know, over strikeout per inning. He's been he's yeah, been he and Syndergaard to me are the most intriguing ones on tournament this. arms. Tournament yeah, arms only. They are. Um, Bumgarner, yeah, I'm interested in him. If you well, if, that's I know where it's we the go. Later, later if slate. Playing, maybe you if get you're involved. Playing the evening yeah. as a whole. To me, it's Bumgarner is a lock against Mikolas. He's he's better at home. I think he's going to handle that Cardinals lineup. I think John Gray also is is ironically Gray's been better in Colorado this year he against Robbie Robbie Ray five and two thirds. But yeah. you know, the only thing I could say about that is if you're going to take Gray as a secondary pitcher for the strikeout, that's fine. But don't expect him to necessarily come out much sunnier. And then of course you got Chris Paddock in the late game against Kenta Maeda. Which is a tough one too. I mean, it's tough to go into LA and beat the Dodgers. It just is. Yeah. And I think Paddock is a bit of a trap too. It's not that I dislike Paddock. It's just I think it's a hard sell, considering what else is out there in the evening. Bumgarner, I think, is just a much better ROI. Yeah, absolutely, hundred uh, percent agree with you there. And St. Louis is—they've scuffled. They haven't been scoring. So Paddock is an absolute fade for me. I'm not even—I'm not even thinking about him in in LA. Mm. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not interested at all. Uh, yeah no no thanks so and you know what we're gonna go right back to those a's bats too against marco gonzalez all weekend we're gonna face all these lefties give me all the give me the chapman give me the davis give me yeah. simeon all of them Chris davis them still super cheap yeah absolutely all That's of them and um, yeah they're all contact guys in seattle and their bullpen is awful they're giving up bombs so yeah that's where we go for offense oakland you know it's interesting giolito is is actually a pretty interesting call um you know going back to him for a second i think that's pretty good and john lester we've we've mentioned him the the away and the splits i think we can pick on him i think maybe the white Sox could be an underrated stack as well i mean john I lester hasn't Moncada. been the same pitcher away from yeah yep. Moncada, Moncada, Abreu, Aloy went deep the other day Abreu went deep the other day yeah. those are guys and you know you know i know we don't talk about catchers ever and it's cool on family family. Well, you don't have to roster one. I feel like Mitch Garver. We've yeah. given a lot of love to. This yeah. Year. Um, McCann has actually been yeah. pretty good yeah. this season and really good yeah. against lefties. I was looking at the other day and it's brought it up. 333 average against lefties. That's a good, uh, one. he's got three homers and cheap on FanDuel in that utility slot. When you're looking to plug somebody FanDuel. in, man. Yeah. A 420 Woba against left-handed pitching and, Jeez. He's hitting cleanup for the White Sox. So get him in. Guys, guys, listen to Chris Meany. Make that happen. I'm telling you right now, you're you're 100% on. All right, let's move over to Sunday's games here. Uh, you've got, obviously, we're going to go back for offense with Baltimore and Toronto again. It's Trent Thornton. And you know, I know Thornton's had some good starts, but still, I think we like the offense there. I definitely like the Jays offense for sure. Uh, I lean more towards there. Guriel's been cheaper on Fandle lately by a wide margin than on DK. So just keep that in mind. Then you've got, a lot of chalk. You've got Charlie Morton again. So again, I'm going the Rays. I told you it's the Rays trifecta. Oh, is it ever? This weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what I'm going with. Uh, Paxton's been inconsistent. So give me Morton in that one. You got Trevor Bauer on the slate, Morton on the slate, David Price, another lefty, which by the way, it stands to mention, I think we might have, you know, uh, already mentioned it earlier about Eduardo Rodriguez and the lefties against Detroit. Well, here's another, here's another lefty against Detroit just to bring it full circle from yesterday's show. And I'm looking at this, Chris, and I'm thinking that same thing. Price is going to be very chalky, but it's still a good play. Uh, I'm in on that one. I think Morton, Bauer. Let's take those three. Let's take Morton, Bauer, uh, and uh, Trevor, and uh, David Price. Where do you think your cash game single pitcher money goes? Uh, probably Price, absolutely. Um, I agree. Just the, just I the agree. fact that it seems safe that the Red Sox are going to do enough to at least win the game. 
Um, that's on my mind. You know, you brought up against lefties, not a not a good ball team against not a good ball team against righties or lefties, to be honest with you. But striking out 26 percent of the time against lefties, that's a top five mark in baseball. And they just don't have a lot of power. Uh, you just nope. So that's that's basically it. Now, so price is yeah. I think you could be chalky. I think you're probably right. Probably the popular. Well, I wonder I wonder guys, if his but... price gets really weird because like we haven't seen a big David price. Price. We haven't. We haven't <laughs> in a long it time. It hasn't been ten all year. So, it's been like that high eights, low nines. It's been like high nines or whatever. Yeah, but if if for some reason things get wacky and his algorithm you know shoots him way up on Sunday and Bauer's less, then I would move to Bauer. Yep. But barring that, I think I would stay with Price as well. Now the guy that I want all over on Sunday is Aaron Nola. He's my tournament arm. He's had a couple great starts has lately, but there's still a whole couple months of negativity surrounding him. He's got the Mets and Zach Wheeler. I don't think that's going to be a problem for him. I like Nola a lot in this game. To me, he's a guy that I think the ownership will be higher than it was a couple weeks ago, but people will still be kind of afraid of owning him. Yeah, only one run allowed in his last 23 innings, and he's got Dude, 28 he's strikeouts fire. over that span. So, yeah, he has. He really has been. And this is what this is what we expected from him. This is the Aaron Nola we've seen over the past three or four starts. One outing against the Mets. It was seven scoreless 10K. An outing against Atlanta he's coming off of. That was eight scoreless. He's feeling it. And I think he could be the contrarian guy that you play. Like, there's going to be a lot of Bauer. There's going to be a lot of Price. And if you want to go contrarian, Charlie Morton or Aaron Nola, I think that's the way to go. I would even, you know, we kind of glossed over Thornton. If you want to just save, save. You could get involved as a secondary pitcher on DK as well, but I would go up at the top with those guys. I think there's just a lot of strikeout opportunity with Nola, Price, and Bauer. I, I like all three a lot, so I think we spend up on pitching and just kind of cheap out on some we of do. These guys. I think the worst thing you can do is get cute with the pitching, and there's a lot of ways to get cute on Sunday. It could be with Herman Marquez on the road against the Diamondbacks. I think that's getting a little, you know, it's okay. It's not great compared to what I think the threshold of some of these other pitchers are potentially. Which if if Bauer and Price, and everybody gives you the starts, and Nola gives you starts that you think they're going to happen, they're going to move pay line significantly. And I think that's the thing. you got to be a little wary of Marquez. you got to be leery of Mike Miner on the bounce back. I would even be leery of Ross Stripling. I think he's a bit of a trap. I think Kyle Hendricks is a huge trap in Chicago against the White Sox on the, on the uh, south agreed. side. Agreed. Uh, so to me, that's th- – th- don't get cute. When you're looking for those other arms, though, now you got to find on DK those cheaper guys. Jose Urquidy? In Houston, I think is an intriguing one against Jose Suarez, the Battle of the Jose's down in Houston. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think Joe Musgrove is another one, too, against Milwaukee. It's not an easy out, but it is in Pittsburgh, not Milwaukee, against Chase Anderson, who I think is imminently hittable. Those are two guys I would throw out there as some cost-effective dudes. Maybe if Dallas Keuchel's salary gets downplayed a bit on Sunday, perhaps he falls That's into that That's not a margin. bad one. That's not a bad. I liked his price last time. Yeah. It was like 6 7-ish. I, I didn't but mind that. Is there another guy that I'm mixing? Because I think it's those three or four as secondary arms on DK. And I don't, I'm telling you, I don't think that Sunday is a day where you can get cute. No, I don't think so either. There's a lot of a lot of good arms. I mean, we just even kind of gloss over Patrick Corbin, who I'm not interested in. It's just he's another good arm, so it's another option. So I think you play the entire day slate. You get involved, and I, and I think you don't get too cute. Like we said, I think you go Bauer, Price. I think Nola has some definite, definite tournament upside. If you want to save some money, honestly, as a secondary guy, if that's what you're, that's what you're trying to do, Keuchel's not a bad option. He's, you know, he is a ratios guy. This will be, what, his fourth start now. He does keep the ball on the ground. The Braves are going to score some runs against Trevor Richards. Maybe you get a W there. Maybe you can get some strikeouts with Trent Thornton. He's a much better pitcher at home. Uh, so you can go that way if you want. Um, and I wonder if you just get cheap 
cheap exposure to the Jays. And what what do you make of Jack Flaherty? Should well, we just you, pick on exactly, Jack Flaherty? This is why we do a show together. This right? is exactly why we're going. I'm I'm saying I hate the Giants, but I'm going to be on the Giants today. Why I'm not? Gonna, I'm I mean, going to be on there. With, Flaherty is just why not, not feeling it. And we've been talking about the the cost you get with Belt and those guys, the lefty bats in that lineup. I, dude, that was literally the next words out of my mouth. I hate the Giants, but they've been doing all right. And Flaherty on the road, I think that's a lock. I think that's how you save to get to some of those bigger arms like the Bowers and Mortons and Prices of the world today. And then Nola, I think that's how you do it. And that wouldn't shock me if Nola ended up really joining those guys again. But I still think there'll be just a weird negative connotation attached to him. And people say, wow, Wheeler's pretty good. Maybe, you know, no, 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 Aaron Nola. That's the way to go. And I'm fading Corbin. He's another one of those guys I think you get cute with. And it wouldn't yeah, shock yeah, me yeah. if Casey beat them, just flat out beat them. Agreed. You know, Agreed. Because they're the kind of lineup that I think will give Corbin trouble because and they are a kind of lineup that puts the ball in play and makes contact and all that stuff. Flaherty's allowed 11. He's allowed 10 homers and 11 walks in his last six outings. And you got to go after him. We, I think you do. We've been you talking about him. Okay, he's got Miami. This is a start. He got Miami. No, didn't. Nope. No. And the home Seattle. starts where he had nope. been good. They've, they've fallen apart too. Everything's falling apart there, man. Yeah, everything's falling apart. Eight one ERA on the road. Um, opponents are hitting two ninety four against him at three seventy six Woba. So the Giants are super cheap. Brandon Belt, Belt off the top. Evan Longoria. Those are two guys that I would I would have in my lineup. Even Buster Posey swinging a little bit of a better bat. I wouldn't go all stack, but maybe there's some standalone value in just some of those Giants to help you out so you can spend up on pitching. All right, what are you looking for this weekend from a betting line standpoint? Uh, from a betting line standpoint, I'll take or the Rockies. favorites or what do you want? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll take the Rockies with Marquez on the road there. Uh, I'm going to like Oakland all weekend guys, Saturday, Sunday. I, I think it's an opportunity to jump on board with Oakland. Um, you know, skimming through the schedule here, Atlanta's going to be, they're going to be heavy favorites, but I think you can take them by a couple runs. You want to get involved there. Um, the under with Wheeler and Nola. I like that one. Gonna like David Price and the and the and the Red Sox, obviously. You know, Joey, you're on uh, you're on Tampa this weekend, so I think they could be I think they could be home dogs. All in. Yeah, let's let's try them out this weekend as home dogs, and um, you know, some cheap offense in Baltimore and Toronto. I think we can tackle uh, the overs there. But yeah, hammer the favorites, guys. I think you I think you really can with Boston and Atlanta, and I, I think you can get involved with maybe some some road dogs like Oakland and maybe Colorado on the road. All right, let's do it. Let's call our shot. I'm going to go to Boston. They're going to have a bunch of bullpens and crap pitchers going there in Detroit. So I'm going to go with J.D. Martinez. I want a big weekend from J.D. Revenge. I want him to end the uh, the initial first half, even though we're already past 81 games of the season, with a big weekend from J.D. Martinez. So he's my guy. He's going yard in Motown. How about you? Where are you calling your shot with Chris? That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to go to I'm going to go back to Oakland. I, I don't think I've picked Chris Crush Davis yet this season. So I'll you have in Seattle. Let's I know it's not a great, great hitters ballpark, but it's the Mariners. So come on. It's the Mariners and all those lefties. That's right. Chris oh, Davis. my God. My kingdom for a right handed pitcher in Seattle. Boy, geez. <laughs> I'll tell you what, too. And all those people who invested in Kikuchi and stuff like that in season oh, this year. I don't know. You know, I kept trying to tell people in the black book this year. I was like, guys, I don't know what you're doing. You need to slow this roll. Th- yeah. This thing where you just look at these stats from Japan, and you think they're going to transfer over. It is not how it works. 
Somebody it's, in Seattle told me I was like some cocky Canadian when there was like an over under on Kikuchi. Yeah, because when I, I think over Chris Meany, yeah, because when I think Chris Meany, I think arrogant, cocky, and really unlikable. I'm like, I'm not a Jays fan. I get it that they take over the ballpark there, but I'm. It's. Not, I just. I didn't. I was with you, man, and that's why the Black Book is a great investment. Right. Whether you're a baseball fan, a football fan, both of them. Um, it's. All, you're all over it, man. And Kikuchi has just been, he's been brutal, very underwhelming. And unfortunately, if you own him in the season long, it's just, you know, you got to buy the black book next year. That's right. And get your fantasy football black book 2019 right now. That's right. Get ready for football season. Football is coming on Amazon paperback. You got iTunes. Uh, you got the Kindle version on Amazon as well. We're crushing it over there. It's got DFS content, season long content and relative position value, which is the system that's going to change the way you fantasy and make you fantasy better. Just trust me, it's going to happen. So uh, that'll do it for me and Chris. You can follow us on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17, at Chris Meany, and of course at Star App and at Star MLB. There's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Star. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Mene.